Lambo, the Dallas Mavericks have always been a difficult matchup for the Suns, but we'll tell you why they are now an even more challenging test for tonight's game. The Burns and Gambo Show, here is from 2 to 4.30 today on Arizona Sports. All right, final hour of the show. Live from the Octane Community Studios. Wolf and it's been a wild show, my brothers. I it really you. has. You did this. Off the rails. I did. You did. I did. Gleefully. Once. Of um, course, we go anywhere here on the Wolf and Luke show. Anywhere, Basonians, and do it with pride. I tell you, I, I see spring training baseball on one of the TVs. Padres Dodgers getting ready to start from Peoria. Hot first pitch in like, I don't know, 15 seconds it looks like. Okay, here we go. Spring training is officially here. It's is that what you're saying? This is the only game today, and then obviously the uh, Diamondbacks, Rockies, and many others Tatis. tomorrow. This is like the one time in... <laughs> Don't hold me to this. The one time of the year, though, where in the traffic is like it's acceptable, right? Because it's like, oh, everybody's here for spring training. It's like one big month-long party. Yeah. Um, the problem is it lasts longer than a month. Well, yeah. Then it, it be, does it's unacceptable after spring training is over. But right now, it's it's acceptable. Uh, Thad Young, and again, I will probably disagree with myself in about an hour. Thad Young on with Burns and Gambo yesterday talking about uh, his arrival in Phoenix. Now, he is available. Tonight, Wolf, but there's that's not a guarantee that he's going to play tonight. But he is at least available. It sounds. Well, like. that that's that always sounds so weird to me. I, it makes me think he is playing tonight. You just don't want your opponent to know that he's playing tonight. He is available, but we just don't know if he's going to play. It's kind of like the questionable tag, of course, right? The questionable tag uh, for most NBA teams. The guy's going to play under a questionable tag. Yeah. This one, it kind of feels like a questionable tag without actually listing him as questionable because he's not on the injury report. Well, so how do you list him as questionable <laughs> without him having an actual injury? You know what you do? This, this right here. He's available tonight. We just don't know if he's going to play. I hope that somewhere somebody with a sports ticker takes everything you just said and puts that in parentheses next to Thaddeus Young. <laughs> Not Thaddeus Young questionable. Thaddeus Young, the minute and a half you just talked about what it means for him to be available but not necessarily yeah, play. But you hear me say this all the time, our brothers, right? Why would you let your opponent know? Why? I mean, I realize it's Thaddeus Young. I realize he's not going to go out there and play 33 minutes, score 26, and grab 14 boards. I hope he I, does now. No, that'd be awesome yeah, if he did. Okay, cool. I. But you know what I'm saying. You know, why would you ever provide any type of aid, comfort, or shelter to your opponent? Well. They play three games in the next four nights, so maybe that is part of the reason where they're not sure if they're going to play him yet. Maybe they don't know exactly what his role is going to be yet. Their schedule is kind of odd in the sense that they play Dallas tonight, Houston tomorrow, and the Lakers on Sunday. But I would say even more odd, Wolf, in the fact that three of their first five games out of the All-Star break are against yeah. Houston. <laughs> they go Dallas, Houston, Lakers, Houston, Houston. Yeah, yeah, you know, I, I just need to go back to right, something you just said right there. Oh, I mean, I don't even know what I said. Honestly, right now, do you, don't you think Frank Vogel and his staff know if Thaddeus Young is going to play tonight? At some point in time, Frank, can I talk to you? <laughs> I, you know, am I playing tonight or am I not? You know, do, don't you think they actually do know if he's playing tonight or not? 
I would suggest I do. that you call Frank, but I, I'm guessing Frank, like Monty Ossenfort, as you said earlier, probably has two phones, and he's not answering. I'd go your to the call. personal one, and yeah. he would not He'd answer like, that oh, one. You Wolf got guy that right. Me again. But you get my point. I, you know, I, hopefully, hey, listen, Coach, we we'll got a game in a couple of hours. Um, am I playing? Can Can you tell me? Yeah. You know, why are we not telling anybody? I, I, I'm just saying That's right true. now. I in, think they know in like if he's four playing hours, or not. Four and a half hours. I just don't think they want you to know. No. Why? Mission why would we want you to know? They, they don't want us to know. Here's Thaddeus Young uh, on with Burns and Gambo yesterday. He said, hey, I'm not here for the minutes. You know, I, I told Frank this and I told James this, like, you know, I'm a, a whatever it takes type guy. So, you know, whatever it takes, you know, if it, if it's nights where I'm not playing, hey, so be it. I'll figure out other ways to, you know, stay engaged with the game and help guys, uh, young guys on the bench and stuff stay engaged in the game. Um, you know, if, uh, if it's nights where I'm playing, I'm going to give you my all 100% and I'm going to do whatever it takes to help us get that win. So, you know, I'm, I'm a whatever it takes type guy. You know, um, you know, I've... You know, seen a lot of basketball, played a lot of basketball. You know, it's probably two guy, only two guys on the roster <laughs> that's played over a thousand basketball games, and that's probably me and KD. So, you know, like I said, I've seen a lot. You know, and I understand. You know, uh, what the role is and, and what's needed at certain points and times. And you know, um, you know, they're they're giving me you know free will to be able to speak to guys and talk to guys and coach guys up, but also uh, when I'm in the game to be able to you know uh, tell them and give them my thoughts on what I see. Give it to me one time. How many games, Luke? He has played 1,162 NBA games. Oh That's goodness. not counting playoffs. That's just regular. That is truly amazing right there. 1,100, over 1,100 NBA games with Thaddeus Young. If you want right context, now. this helped me. Eric Gordon has played 865 <laughs> NBA games. And Eric Gordon, it feels like, has been playing in the NBA for a while. So he's played almost 300 more regular season games than Eric Gordon. Okay, so one of the things about that is young as well, based on is you need to know this. He's really, really smart, extremely intelligent guy right now, and he also has a a competitive edge. He also brings a lot of intensity to the floor. See, I love that combination right there. Intelligence and intensity. Intensity and intelligence. That is exactly the kind of guy you want to bring in to model your culture, what you have. And he plays physically. And that's what I think this team needs. A lot of intensity and a lot of physicality. But he can't lead the team in plus-minus because that's Royce O'Neal's That's right. Are you kidding me? He's three for three so far. Dominating. Plus 37 in his last game. When we come back, how does Monty Austin-Fort want to approach the 2024 NFL draft? We're going to react to what the Cardinals GM had to say on that exact topic next. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Vince Murata, join us Friday as we wrap up a busy Newsmakers Week 2024. Lots more guests, including a visit with Cardinals owner Michael Bidwell. Starts at 6 here on Arizona Sports. Talk NFL draft, but with a twist here. With a twist. With a twist. Okay. It's like rocking out to take. You know what's so? No, it's just so cool. It it is, Basilians. Every great story has a beginning, has a middle, 
and has a twist. Well, now you've really built this up. Yes. I, I just was going to tell you, I have some Monty Austin for audio talking about That's the draft. from a movie, by the way. I'm trying to remember you know which what movie? movie it was. No. Huh. I'm trying to remember. David Charles Burns, where are you? How many movies? Okay. Of the it was four a Goosebumps episode. Because the kids were what? into Goosebumps. Oh, yes. Yeah, the kids. This well, I'm kid. just saying, you know, you, it was years ago, and it was a Goosebumps. It was from a book. I Who's the guy for who not writes, I there are people know. screaming right now at the radio. Or Goose Gossage. Doesn't no, he write Goosebumps? R.L. Stein. R.L. Stein. Thank you. R.L. Stein wrote that. Sorry, I didn't read my R.L. Stein. Every great story has a beginning, a middle. And a twist. Of the four of us in here, who do you think has seen the most movies? <sighs> I'm going to say you. <laughs> it's not me. You're a movie No, guy. I'm probably but last. The frat house didn't go. <laughs> <laughs> didn't have any TVs in the frat, frat house. The frat house didn't go in. They have a movie night or oh, something? <laughs> and what frat was I in? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Oh, some okay. frats where he walked around like you were Mr. Perfect. I mean, that was basically our dorm. Our dorm was like a frat. Okay. But well, I we wasn't watching a lot of movies. I guarantee you, if we ran down the list of like the top 20 movies of all time, yeah. I have not. I've I've seen so few of them that Dave Burns would run in here and yell at me, as That's he right. has in the past. Before. Okay. Uh, this is the twist, though. Is Monty Hassenfart actually talking about the draft instead of us speculating on what he thinks? Uh, he talked about the fourth overall pick, and Bickley and Murad had him on for Newsmakers Week. They asked him about those three receivers. Yeah, I mean, I think all three of those guys are very talented players, you know, and I think, um, you know, we're sitting there at four. Um, you know, obviously it's not that it, we don't like being at four, right? We don't mm-hmm. want to be at four again. And unfortunately, uh, we're at four this year, but that also provides opportunities, right? And so, you know, we're going to sit there and we're going to, whether it's a wide receiver who those three guys that you mentioned are all three very talented players, there's no question um you know we're gonna we we look at every position in the draft and we're going to um we're we're in the middle of that process right now and we'll get more time to spend with those guys and and all the players at the combine next week i'm really excited for that week um but what we're gonna you know what we're gonna do is we're gonna evaluate the entirety of the draft and we're gonna make the best decision when it comes to that pick whether that's you know i think we showed last year you know our propensity is to when that phone rings we're gonna listen Mm -hmm. and so we're gonna have an opportunity to sit there and and pick who we deem to be the the you know worthy of the fourth pick, or you know we're gonna and if the phone rings and somebody's got an offer for us to move up to move back, like those are all things that we're gonna consider. All right, let's save Monty some time, okay? That, that sounds like it sounds like he really loves doing all this. But that's a lot of work. Yeah, <laughs> just draft Marvin Harrison Jr. at number four. <laughs> just go ahead and do it, Monty. Yeah. You don't need to trade up and down in the span of like 14 minutes like you did last year. Just take Marvin Harrison Jr. And you can move all around all you want with pick number 27 or 35 or anything else. Absolutely. Yes. I I honestly have no idea what Monty Austin Ford is going to do, ladies and gentlemen. I do not. I I just have a hard time believing that if Marvin Harrison Jr. um, is sitting there at number four, that the Arizona Cardinals are going to pass on him. I I could be absolutely dead wrong right now. Monty could be over there listening to this going, (laughs) You are. This Wolfley guy is such a jag. Listen to these you know, clowns. I, I mean, honestly, they, they, they could be saying that, my friends. But 
I, I have a hard time believing that would be the case. <laughs> you could have been saying that about our last segment or our segment Well, they, well of course. Yeah, things have gotten a little sideways. Really, the whole noon hour. You, whatever you did with the steering wheel, you threw it out the uh, window, well, apparently. Yeah, it broke. But um, this is the way that you build teams today in the National Football League. Ron Wolfley reporting. It's come back. It's through the draft. And then with free agency, you fill holes. Sometimes you're filling holes in a very expensive kind of way. And we have seen that happen as well. But it's not to a point now where you're going to you're gonna do that with every position, like the Los Angeles Rams did for the most part back in 2021 yeah. when they won the Super Bowl. That model is done. It's over. That, it's not being replicated. That was the very extreme version, and it did work, but it barely worked. But yes. you, you have to be in a position where, where players like that become available, where a Vaughn Miller and a Bobby Wagner and a Matthew Stafford you know, become available on top of already having an Aaron Donald and a Cooper Cup. So um, I'm with you on that. I, I, I love the, the idea of the Cardinals building through the draft, because I think that's a lot more sustainable as long as you can draft well and develop. Now, he he was also uh, on Bickley and Murata talking about how important game tape is when you're evaluating these guys. I'd love to sit here and tell you that I'm I'm going to bat a thousand, you know, from draft picks, and it's just not reality. There's just it's just not going to happen. And so, you know, I think with with anything, um, we always talk about it is any player evaluation that we're trying to do. It's it's a it's a pie, right? And so there's a bunch of different things that go into each piece of that pie. And I'd say the vast majority of that is always going to go back to the game tape. Okay. Okay. And so that's ultimately it's going to go back to, hey, what does this guy do when he's actually playing football? Here, before you react, Wolf, he elaborated on, on the rest of the pie. A lot of other things that we use to paint the picture of the player. There's um, there's the combine workouts. There's the pro day workouts. There's the interview with the player. When we get to sit down and, and talk to him, when our coaches get to sit down and talk to him, um, there's the medical, which is a huge piece. And so really what we're trying to do is we're trying to fill in that pie with all these pieces, and we're probably two-thirds of the way there right now. We'll fill in most of that next couple weeks in the combine and through the pro day process. And then really the month of April is then we take a step back and we look at it in totality and we have all these pieces and we try to uh, make the best decision that we can based on all the information that we collected. And we try to get our, you know, our the pulse of what the player is and their makeup and, and what they just, how they're going to be if they're in our building every day. Um, and, you know, that's not easy. That's not easy to do. And so, you know, we're going to try to paint that picture of what we think each player is and then at the end of the day make the best decision. This is why it's so awesome because the interview process at the Combine is one of the biggest deals to these guys. It's one of the biggest deals to general managers in the National Football League to sit down and actually get a an opportunity to know the person and know who it is that you're looking at on tape. But it always comes back to the tape. It does. And I'm a firm believer, and you know this. If you watch enough tape of a guy, if you watch a guy on every snap to the whistle, every play, just him, nobody else, you'll have a really good idea who that dude is by the end of that tape session. That is my belief. Now, look, um... Does that mean the guy is not going to go out and get in trouble off the field? No. See, and that's where you've got to 
be able to interview a guy yeah. and understand what kind of person you're dealing with. And it's very difficult. And you know why it's difficult, Basin Earnings? Because if you were being interviewed for a million-dollar job the way these guys are, do you think you'd be on your best behavior? <laughs> I, I would try to say the do, right things in think, that interview. Do you think so, yes. Luke? I would uh, not I, take the attitude of, hey, you know what? I'm also interviewing you. If somebody was interviewing me for a job where they were going to pay me, it's not even a million. Let's say like eight million. I'd probably wear a tie. <laughs> you would wear yeah. a tie. Yeah, I don't like ties. But I'd wear yeah, a tie. Yeah, yeah, tie. Hey, tie guy. The way you said that, <laughs> I'd wear, I'd wear tie. a tie. Uh, no, you're right. I mean, the interview process is huge. Monty Awesomefort just said right there. They're probably about two thirds of the way through it. Uh, two thirds of the way, not through the interview process, but through putting this pie together. <laughs> right. So let's see. Two thirds would be Marvin and Harrison, but they haven't gotten <laughs> to the junior part yet, right? Is that I like that. Are? That's good. Uh, here's one more from uh, from Monty Austin Ford on with Bickley and Murata. And I think that goes back to, are they showing it on the tape? Okay, because you can say you can sit across from me and tell me anything you want to do, mm-hmm. but in the end, are you doing it on the tape? And then when we meet the player and when we sit across from them, does that match? What they're telling us, does that match what they said they're doing on the tape? And so if those two match, you know, we're rolling and we feel good. If those don't match, (laughs) we got some more work to do. Mm, Yeah. Like, can I ask you right now, um, what do you love about playing the game of football? See, that would be my number one question to anybody. What do you love about playing the game of football? Because you could go anywhere. You could. Couldn't you? You could. You could go absolutely anywhere. You know where I want him to go. Yeah. I like kicking somebody's face in on the football field, metaphorically. <laughs> I love that part. Would of this it. be multiple choice? Okay. Now, what if I said that, though, and all of a sudden I'm looking at tape? Hmm. You're turning down some stuff, right? Nobody's there. kicking anybody. Right? In the face, metaphorically. Now, now, all of a sudden, there, that is the disconnect that Monty is talking about. You know what well, I want? Oh, and sorry, I was go just going to say really quickly. You know that that's one of the things that Monty looks for because remember Owen Papo, Papo when yes. um, he, someone asked him, I think he was on Bigley Murata, and they asked him, why do you love football? And this was his answer. Man, football means everything to me, man. You, you get to go out there and physically abuse somebody for four quarters straight, you know, without getting arrested. You know, so that's part of the game for me, though. So, yeah, and then obviously, you know, the, you get to change your family's lives too financially. So, yeah, I, I just love everything about it. Does does the tape back that up, Owen? That's what it comes down to, right? Does it back it up? And that's what Monty's talking about. I I, I I know we have to go to break, but I feel like this is the greatest idea anybody's ever had. And it's probably unrealistic. But how great would it be to have Monty Austinfort interview Wolf as if he was like putting him <laughs> on the air? Oh like Monty goodness. sits there and he yeah. asks Wolf the questions he would ask yeah, a, a draft prospect. Right. Yeah. It would be amazing. I would listen. You know, I'm sitting there. I can't remember the first combine I was at in 1985, Basin Onions. It was here in Tempe, mm-hmm. Arizona. They really didn't, there wasn't an interview. You didn't get to see I feel down. like Monty fits like 70 questions into his interview. Yeah. Like I he know. seems like he's ready to go. Man, I'd love to sit in there and just I'd, listen. No, I'd One guy get in. <laughs> yeah, you, you get interviewed by Monty. Uh, text us your thoughts. The FanDuel text line at 620-620 right now. We come back. The Coyotes lost another tough one last night. How do they get out of this funk they've been in for a few weeks now? We're going to ask their head coach, Andre Turney. He'll join us next. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Arizona Sports. 
the local sports leader. This is the Coyote Coaches Show with Wolf and Luke. Right, well, if I may turn the spring training game off because the Dodgers are up 8 nothing in the top of the first inning. So okay. I might, uh, might just go ahead and turn that one it's off. Just beating up on the Padres. Yeah. All right, uh, let's talk some hockey. Uh, Coyotes man, ran into Austin Matthews last night. Now they get a little bit of a break before the five-game road trip starts in Winnipeg. Their head coach, Andre Turney, joining us right now on the Arizona Sports Line. Coach, thank you for the time. How are you doing? Very good yourself, guys. Oh, we're doing Hang good. in there, Bear. Uh, let, let's, yeah, that's what we do. <laughs> <laughs> I know, buddy. Let's um, let's start with last night, Coach, because it, it, it feels like during this run, you guys have, have been really strong in the second period pretty consistently, but unfortunately you've been behind in the first period. Is there? Do you see that as a pattern, or is it just kind of coincidence that's happening? No, I think the facts are there. I think definitively we've been better in the second than in, in the first. I think for... A number of reasons. Uh, in the first period, we 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 cannot we cannot start. It's not because we had a bad start. If you look yesterday, we have the first two scoring chance. Things are well, and they got they scored their first shot. And I'm not saying it's on our goalie. That's not what I'm saying at all. I'm just saying that's what happened. So it's not like we did not start the game. It's not like uh, we we were not the guys were not ready or whatever. They we start good, but. They have, they made a great play and they score right away. So we could not catch a break and have the first save and have the first play of the game. It's it just just the way it happened. So it's uh, it's not the best case scenario. It's not the way we want to start. It's not what we're looking for. But it's just the way it happened so far. So we need to find ways to to be better than that. Bear, you're in a really tough spot right now. You're in a tough little patch of this season right now. And how do you personally deal with this situation? You've lost 11 in a row. How do you deal with this yourself personally? Well, it's it's tough. It's it's you you see your player every day fighting and wanting to win and do everything they can to win. It cannot be otherwise than affecting you. You you you. Nobody wants to be in a in a in a place where people are not not uh, happy and they don't, they don't perform. So it it, it for sure affects me, affect our player. Uh, I think there's nobody who has a doubt of how much our player care, how much they want to win, how much they want to do the right thing. It's just right now we cannot we cannot find a way to get over the hump. Uh, we're talking about we will we will. It's just it's a process, you know. We we have a young team and. It's a stretch as much as when you're in it, you're, you you don't like it, but you know there's better day we're coming. I think the pain we're going through now will be beneficial the next time we will have adversity. So it's a process. We have a young team. They have to learn to get out of that slum. And I said that last week. I will stick with that. You know, that slum can happen in the playoff. And mm-hmm. if you don't, find a way to recover quickly, you will be out of the playoff. So it's, you don't have time to, to to recover from it. So you need to, to learn to get over with. So uh, like I said, not easy, but it's not because it's, it's not easy. We cannot do it. You guys had a weird scheduling glitch last weekend where you played three games in less than 72 hours. Now you actually get some days off, but then it's a five-game road trip. You know, I, I know you'd always rather play at home probably, but with the way things have been going, is a road trip maybe not the worst thing just to kind of break stuff up and maybe hit the reset button? Yeah, 
we will take whatever date it comes in the sense of we, as much as uh, the situation is not easy, we want to play. I think we want to get out of that that uh, that that sequence. So we need we need to play games. With. I think we uh, the two games prior to the last. I think we were. It's what's coming. We 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 did a lot of good things. So unfortunately, last game did not, did not go our way. So we'll be good to 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 go in Winnipeg and yes, have a little breather, have a little time for ourselves and make sure we focus on the game and the game only. So Bear, I used to have a coach, and he would say to us, he'd say, "When it gets nasty, the nasty stand up." <laughs> That's what he yeah, used to exactly. say to us. I like that. Yeah, I know. When it gets nasty, the nasty stand yeah. up. Has there been a guy that even in a losing cause that has stood up for you? And if so, who are they? Yeah, that's a good question. I think that there's uh, there's a bunch of guys in our team who uh, really uh, stand up to talk to to uh, talk about this this situation because we have veterans who've been in other tough situation and they uh, they conquer they they find a way to to get the job done. So uh, I think they uh, th- that experience was uh, well received from their teammates, but. I, I, I don't like I said in the media lately because it, it's normal. I understand where you're coming from. People want name and want to talk about this guy or this guy, but I think it's dangerous when you go in those kind of uh, those kind of a stretch. You don't want to talk about one guy. I don't want to talk about one guy. Going, this guy you. did this or what? I, I think we're all there. in this together. It's a tough. We're in a tough spot, and we need to get out of it together. It's not one guy will get get us out of. it anything. We need to get out of it all together, and that's what will make us stronger for the future. Uh, Bear, I want to go back to something you just said earlier, too, about, you know, you you see your guys fighting and you want to see them get a reward for it instead of just another loss. They're still fighting. I mean, are you, do you ever have any concern? Like, okay, we need an actual win to show that what we're doing is working? Yes, we, we, yeah, absolutely. You you want, you, you know, to be confident in life, you need to have something to show for. And I think our player, even like I said the last weekend, they worked really hard. I just thought they didn't, they, at the end of the day, you have nothing to show for. So you can't say how much the coach can go and say, hey, you know, we did a lot of good things. At some point, it's a professional sport. So you, you're not in a, a feel-good victory. You, you want to have something to show for. At the same time, on the same breath, we know – it's a process. We know we have a young team, but, you know, it's not – when you're in the trenches as a coach or as a player, uh, the word patience is not has the same meaning than in the daily life. Uh, I often say we're in no rush as long as we do it right now. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, uh, it's right now. We want to win right now. I think that said, when you make a step back, you look at it and you can you can relate and think, okay – we did a lot of good things, but that doesn't take the urgency of the situation away. Bear, you know what? I really appreciate you coming on here. We appreciate you coming on and being as candid as you always are, man. I appreciate you, Coach. Thanks, Coach. 
Anytime, boys. Thanks. Thanks right. for having me. Absolutely. That's okay. I already said Coach Andre Turney joining us right there on the Arizona Sports Line. They start a five-game road trip. Not until Sunday, though. It was interesting because they have played a lot of games bunched up, but he just said, yeah, we'd rather keep playing so we can get out of this. Uh, NASCAR returns to Phoenix Raceway March 9th through the 11th for the Shriners Children's 500. Get ready for a thrilling experience as NASCAR heads west. Drivers like Kyle Larson and Chase Elliott take on the Desert Jewel for your chance to experience this. Head to the contest page on Arizona Sports com for a chance to win tickets. When we come back, the Suns get the second half of their season underway tonight against the Mavs. So uh, here we go, Wolf. Kevin Durant or uh, Devin Booker, who who scores more tonight? Oh, no. I'm just hoping we might escape this game. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the <laughs> local sports leader. See the shots that I took wet like I'm it's time to play Kevin or Devin on the Wolf and Luke Show. All right. I like to think I'm not a total idiot. <laughs> but apparently that's too much to ask. Don't we all, Luke? So Wait, so do we all like to think we're not total no, idiots? that's what I mean. Or we no. all like to think I'm specifically not no, a total no. idiot? No, no. All of us. Okay. Don't we all hope? That we're not. Well, I think it might be a little bit easier for some of you right now. Um, we're going to play Kevin or Devin. Kevin or Devin. I'm going to be wrong no matter what I pick. Things have not gone well for Luke Lipinski. I, I decided at one point I'm just going to keep picking Kevin because more often than not, he's, you know, it, it's at least going to be 50-50 and I'll get back to about 500. Sure. So Booker went on a crazy run. So finally I was like, forget it. I hate picking against Devin Booker. It's more fun to pick Booker. I'll pick Booker. And he got thrown out five minutes into the game. Okay. So whatever I pick is going to be wrong. So I'm picking last because I'm not giving you guys any okay. aid, comfort, or shelter, as oh, you good. always say. I'm not That's giving good. you your pick. Right. So we're going to make, uh, let's make Aaron go first. Okay, yeah. Mel, Mel's in the lead, is she not? Yeah. We're actually tied eight and seven. I knew that. That's be nice. You know, just kinda... you were just trying to be humble. I get it. I get it. Um, Am I tied too? Or is that... You're three and 12. Okay. Oh, man. So I'm tied with three and 12. <laughs> um, I'm going to go with Kevin. And the reason why I'm going to go with Kevin is because... I didn't see Kevin in Cabo with Luca. So I'm thinking Kevin, I mean, Book will be dialed in. He always is. But maybe a little friendly with Luca. So I'm going to go Kevin. And also because I didn't get Booker's shoes. So the bone to pick with him. That's true. I do have I have Kevin Durant's shoes. I don't have Booker's shoes. So that might influence my pick, too. Please right. don't pick Kevin. <laughs> okay, Rick, what do you say? Because I think that Book went to Cabo as a part of gamesmanship, I'm going to go with Book. You know, that much effort for gamesmanship, he's going to come out and have a great night. I was going to pick Booker, and then the first two arguments have really swayed me against yeah. Booker. All right, Wolf, it's your turn. Okay, um, I'm going with Kevin. I mean, honestly, right now, I'm going with Kevin. Uh, I believe that... Um, Book and his Cabo trip. Okay. Um, I'm just saying right now. This, Come up with your own reason. The only, okay, the only thing I, you know what, the, Book, here's the one thing, Book. Don't smile. Okay? Because we all know that this is what Luca does. Luca, Luca does a lot of the, the smiling and um, every time down the floor, Luca does a lot of complaining. He complains. Do not imitate. 
him. So I'm going with Kevin. All right. Um, I'm going with Devin. This is an easy answer. He had 46 last time they played Dallas. Now, where this gets a little dicey, because you never know if Devin Booker might say, hey, what's going on to an official and just get thrown out and just be handed two technicals. Chances are KD's not getting tossed from the game. There's a risk when you take Devin. Yeah. But we're out of the All-Star break, Wolf, and I'm tired of being 3-12. and 12. Okay. I'm going to be 3-13. and 13. Or I'll be 4-12. and 12. Either way, we'll see. But I'm not going to be 3-12 three and 12 three anymore. And 13. Um, yeah, give me Devin. Devin. Okay. There you go. Right I, there. I, Kevin what or if Devin. I told you that Kendall Jenner was also in combo. Yeah, give me Devin. I'll go with Devin. Oh, okay. Oh, I, think. I, I would know. go double down on Kevin. Yeah, I'm just when, saying, when was Cabo? Cabo? Was I mean, it like yesterday or was it like a few days ago? Have you ever been to Cabo? Oh, it actually had to. No, I don't get to go on cool trips like that. Oh, okay. They would have to. I'm sure you've been. Have you seen the Wolfly Christmas card from Cabo? Wait a minute, man. <laughs> Please. Um, we went once, based oh. on our We went to Cabo. Once last and year. And believe me, I, I am so not Cabo. When, where did you go last year? Was it Cancun? I can't keep all of your exotic locations no, straight. No, we we didn't go to Cancun. Oh. I mean, Steph and I have been to Cancun, and that was before we were married. Where did you go before you went to Amish country Cabo. on the same trip? Oh, that was Cabo? Yeah, that okay. was Cabo. All right. We went from Cabo to yeah. Amish country. <laughs> that was awesome. I got Just a natural it. progression? It was, oh my goodness, how weird was that? I would have gone the other, I would have gone from Amish country to Cabo. Man, to, to be down at the, the very end of the Baja California Peninsula, the very end of it, the tip of it, that's where we were. And then we went to Amish country. <laughs> As only the Wolfleys could do. Wow. I'm a little worried about the, uh, the, the Kendall Jenner factor because I forgot Book was at the All-Star game, so this whole trip was in like the last couple days. I see. Well, uh, can you imagine how many people actually went to Cabo? It feels honestly. like everybody except How many NBA us, players? To be honest. I know. Right. <laughs> they could have just played the second half of the season oh down my there. my goodness. Well, as the rules clearly state, you can't change your pick. So Rick and I each have Devin, so we're going to fall further behind. And uh, <laughs> Wolf and Aaron both have Kevin. That's right. All right, but you know these records reset in the playoffs, and that's when I'm going to no, make my don't. push. Yes, they do. They did last year. You just made that. I was like lot. 10 and 0 last year, and all of a sudden the playoffs hit, and we're like, oh, those totally reset. Uh, this game we'll tonight. We'll to talk about that. Uh, Devin Booker last time they played had 46 against the Dallas Mavericks. The Suns won that game, but they did, of course, lose the game on Christmas. Now, since then, the Suns are on a 19-7 and run, but this is this is the tiebreaker. They don't play again this season, at least not in the regular season, Wolf. So if you want to win the season series, and that's not like you're hanging a banner for winning the season series, but tiebreakers may come into play, um, you, you've got to win tonight, obviously, in Dallas. I think that's kind of a big deal, you know? I, I really do. It's one of the things that I know that I'm watching. It's it's a tiebreaker game, and that's going to be a big deal. When you look at the Western Conference right now, Basin Rings, you look at how jammed up they are. Oh, my goodness. This, this is big. It really is. I, I look at this game as a big game. And, and I know we had Eddie on, and Eddie said, man, every game is a big game, but... I, I, not all games are created equal. True. This is this is step number one of 27 games you're going to play, and it just happens to be the Dallas Mavericks. And it's been very competitive against the Dallas Mavericks. And I think we all know why. 
And I'm going to be counting the smiles on Devin Booker's face tonight. And Luca, <laughs> who smiles more? Booker, Luca smiles. Luca complains and smiles more. I think Devin Booker smiled like three times all year on the court. Okay. He smiled in the official last time and got thrown out. So I'm going to start counting them. All right. On the, on the this, telecast. Is this right the now. opposite of okay. your intensity index? Yes, I'm going to start counting how many times he smiles. It don't smile. You're going to have so many things to track now. You have to track the intensity index. Yeah. You have to track smiles. Smiles. You have to track Royce O'Neal's plus minus. Yeah. <laughs> like, Thank goodness Dan Campbell isn't going to be in attendance. <laughs> you don't know that. That's right. He should be down there at the Mavericks game. That would be weird, though. I doubt it. Because nobody would attempt a field goal, and in basketball, that wouldn't Look. work real well. His <laughs> final score, 0-0. Zero, zero. Oh, no, Luca would have 73 free throws. Look, you drove us into the ditch about eight times in this yeah. show. Do you and you realize now, I'm just going to leave the car here because the show's <laughs> over. Thanks to uh, Aaron Maloney, Jesse Morrison behind the glass for Wolf and Luke. We got Burns and Gibbo next on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Peace and strike. Let's put a smile on that face.